Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. My teaching is entitled King David's Request for Mercy. So in last week's teaching, we see from scripture, Psalm 51, verse 10 to be exact, how Papa God had no part to play in the death of Uriah. And I'm going to jump into part five of the teaching today and reiterate a few things for the listeners who did not get the chance to listen to part four last week. So King David was outraged against the perpetrator who killed Uriah's wife. He said, as surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for the lamb four times over because he did such a thing. Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. You kill with the sword of the Ammonites and the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, to be your own. We continued the story to the part where the king found himself requesting clemency, telling Papa God, I've done evil in your sight. Then we proceed to a declaration that Papa God made to King David, Luke 1 verse 32 to 33, where Papa God says, he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. And I took the teaching to another turn to announce the children of God, how all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, including the King David. I move on to request children of God to be mindful of the fact where the Bible let us know the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And I went on to say, God is not responsible for disasters. For example, crashes, earthquake, hurricane, tornadoes, and tragedies. Neither is he responsible for what is happening around the globe. However, the Lord can use what is happening to bring us to the end of our rope for us to acknowledge that we need a savior. Child of God, we need a savior. Some of us have been without a savior for a long time. We need a savior to save and rescue us from the evil orchestrations of the enemy. We need a savior to rescue, to save us from his plans and his weaves and his disasters um, that he uses. That the only one that can save us, his name is Jesus. The only one, child of God, that can save us from these evil plans is Jesus. Jesus will save and rescue you and I from sickness and the virus and the diseases and accident and these evil orchestrations and disaster that the enemy uses against us or to get us. Jesus will keep us, you and I, safe. Jesus will change your life when we receive him as our Lord and Savior. If you want a change in life, if you're fed up and tormented, 
If you're sick and tired of, of, of feeling sick and tired, just give Jesus a chance. I mean, you give everybody a chance. Give Jesus a chance. You give everything a chance. Chance. Give Jesus a chance. He will give you and, and I something to hope for and live for. And as I've always said, he will absolutely blow your mind. Just give him a chance. He will give you peace of mind. He will bring inspiration and stability to you and I. He will give you and I a life that is worth while living. A life that is victorious. It's not that we're not going to have challenges, but we know at the end that the victory belongs to us because he's already won the victory. So he'll give a life that is filled with purpose, drive, determination, resolve, encouragement, motivation, incentive, enthusiasm, and stimulus. A life where you will be at the cutting edge of your game, children of God. Trust me, this is true. I'm not making stories of, I'm telling you exactly what is happening to me. A life where you will be at the cutting edge of your game. You will put spring in your strides. So we see where King David acknowledges that he was a failure. He acknowledged he had sinned against God. He had let God down. King David did not put up any resistance when the prophecy was unfolded to him. Why? Because the king knows how to please God. He knows how to talk to Papa God. He knows how to get Papa God's attention. He knows what to say. He tells Papa God everything in Psalm 51. Read it again. We found out King David's secret in pleasing Papa God um, was given in Psalm 25 verse 14. The king said, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. So this is King David's secret weapon. He fears God. And that is why the king didn't put up a fight. Yes, he didn't, he didn't lose a fight. The king did not show any resistance when um, prophet Nathan released the verdict. He didn't put up a fight. And this is what the teaching is all about, children of God. It is sent to ask you, what is your secret? What is your secret in serving God? Um, do you fear God? Do you acknowledge that he exists? What is your secret? It's a question. What is your secret? David's secret weapon was because he fears God. He said the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. And that is why King David never loses a battle. Why? Because he fears God. And God has a name to protect. He knew Papa God has his back. He knew Papa God is the greater covenanter. He knew his protection was secured. He believes God. He believes God will do what he says he will do for him. He said, am I a, a, a man to lie or, or a God to lie or the son of man to repent? Have I not said it? Will I not do it? So David knew all these things. David kills lion and bears with his bare hands. 
He slayed Goliath and destroyed the uncircumcised Philistine. They sang his praise. Saul killed by the thousand, but David killed ten thousand. That is a great song, children of God. First Samuel eighteen eleven. Saul killed by the thousand, but David killed ten thousand. I can just imagine the women singing um, 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 that song. That's a great song until this day. And I want all the ladies to sing the song. Saul killed by the thousand, but David killed 10,000. That's a great song. So King David gave the best to God. We see demonstration of his good heart in First Chronicles 21, verse 21. David approached the king. David said to him, let me have the sight of your threatening flow so I can build an altar to the Lord that the plague on the people may be stopped. See again, children of God, the people were on the king's heart. He said, so that the plague on the people may be stopped, sell it to me at the full price. And Arona said to David, take it. Um, let my Lord King do whatever pleases him. Look, I will give the oxen for the burnt offerings, the threshing sledges for the wood and the wheat for the grain offering. I will give all of this. But King David replied to Arona, no. I insisted on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. So David paid Arona 600 shekels of gold for the site. David built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He called on the Lord and the Lord answered him with fire from the heaven on the altar of burnt offering. Can you see what I'm saying, children of God? King David could have taken the site. The site and all provisions for the burnt offering were offered to King David free of cost. He didn't have to pay 600 shekels. Uh, but, but Arona said, David, take it. Let my Lord the King do whatever pleases him. Look, I will give the oxen for burnt offerings, the threshing sledges for the wood, and the wheat for the grain offering. King David could have taken it, children of God. But the king replied, Arona, no, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. And the Bible let us know King David paid Arona 600 shekels of gold for the site. And he built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offering. Wow. So um, could King David could have taken it. But the king replied, no. No. So after King David poured out everything out of him in Psalm 51 to request clemency, he put through another request to Papa God. He said, I want you to create a pure heart in me. And this reading is from the New International Version. He said, I want you to, to create a pure heart in me. He said, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And I love the word create because create in me a pure heart, I repeat, um, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. 
Um, I like the word create. King David is asking Papa God, his creator and originator of his life, to remove the old heart that he had and create a new one for him. Why? Because the king knows, only the creator knows the heart he requires. Only the, crea the creator um, knows the right heart for um, uh, to create um, in him. So the right heart for the word create is in the Hebrew word called bara, B-A-R-A, -A, bara. Bara is the Hebrew word for the word create. This, this heart that David is asking for is the Hebrew word um, called bara. And the Hebrew word means absolute. It means to create, qualify to cut down, set up, build to total, complete and utterly. So the Hebrew says you need a qualification to obtain bara. So you need a qualification to obtain this creation that King David is asking for. In other words, you need a qualification to make and build and install the heart to scratch. Why? No one extra can be included in the making and installation process of, of this bara. And here is where it, it gets more interesting. No one can be included in building and installing um, the creation of this heart bar the maker. The Hebrew explains the process in agricultural terms. They say the creator um, must be responsible for all the processes for the rebuild. The creator is responsible to select the field Listen, children of God, select the seed. The creator has to plant the seed and make sure the plant is watered. He has to make sure the plant has the right temperature and light for the tree to grow. When the tree comes to maturity, only the creator is qualified to choose and select and cut the tree for the creation, for the building, for the making and for the installation. This is the explanation that explains the Hebrew word bara. And so this is King David's request. Yeah, King David asks Papa God to create in, in me a clean heart. Amen. In other words, move, this, move the contaminated, polluted, filthy, poison, adulterated heart that I have and fit in a new one. Amen. Take this old evil one away that gets me in trouble and worry and anxiety and distress and fit a new heart in me and let it be pure. Let it be pure. Then the second thing he begged Papa God is to renew a steadfast spirit in me. Steadfast means unfaltering, unwaving, so that I will not get 
into trouble so that I will not go astray. You saw he's asking Papa God to create a bara, the Hebrew word bara, and the terms that have just expl explained in our agricultural terms. That's how it has to be fitted in by the creator. No one can fit it by the creator. So he's asking the creator, while you're fitting it, um, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Yeah, uh, steadfast, unfaltering, unwaving, so that I will not get my, go astray again. Let me stay in your courts, Papa God. Keep, keep, he's asking, the steadfast me, me, he's saying, keep me on the lock and key. Let me not go astray. Let me not promise you this today and then I do something else tomorrow. Let me not promise I'm going to study your word. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to do what you ask me to do. I'm going to render assistance to my neighbor. I'm going to be obedient to you, Papa God. I'm going to be obedient to my spouse. I'm going to be obedient to my pastor. I am going to go to church. I'm going to be obedient to my parent. I'm going to be obedient to my children. I will serve you in spirit and in truth, and I don't do it. I'm going to read the word, and I don't read it. I'm going to uh, uh, um, study the word, and I don't study it. I will walk before you in righteousness, and I'm, I'm doing something else. I, and so I don't want to get in to be like this anymore. He said, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. And it gets better, um, children of God. David said in verse 11 of Psalm 51, he said, don't cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. And this part is very precious, holy um, children, children of God. This, this is so precious. He said, Papa God, if you take everything away, I beg, please, do not take your presence from me or take your Holy Spirit away from me. And there's one thing, um, children of God, that we cannot, we cannot go without is the presence of God. Do you remember Moses said, I will not go. He was emphatic about this, Moses. He said, I will not go except you come with me. In other words, he will not go, he will not do anything from the moment he wake up in the morning. He said, I will not go and I will not do anything except you come with me. And look at David, he's asking now, do not cast me away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. This request, children of God, is sacred. You will never understand this request if you are not at the level of fullness in the Holy Spirit. And that is my prayer for you and all of us, including myself, that we will be at the fullness of the Holy Spirit to really appreciate this request. Apostle Paul sums it up beautifully when he said, for me to live is Christ but to die is gain. In other words, it gets better when you die, children of God. And this die that I am, I am stating is not a physical death. It's die mean, this die, this death 
or, um, or die means coming to a place in your life, coming to a place in your fellowship of faith journey where you are not troubled by anything anymore. That's the death or the die Apostle Paul is talking about. For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. So the king knows it's the Holy Spirit that teaches him how to worship Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that teaches him how to worship God. It's the Holy Spirit that gives inspiration to him to write and compose music, to write and compose songs, to write and compose poems and hymns. To him, it's the Holy Spirit, children of God. When you're writing music out there and you're composing, it's the Holy Spirit, yes, that gives it to us, gives us the information. It's the Holy Spirit that gives me the information to teach. I can't teach. The inspiration comes to me from the Holy Spirit. It's Him. I hear Him as I'm teaching. I hear Him as I'm talking to you. He tells me what to say to you. It's the Holy Spirit that gives Him, um, David, wisdom and ideas to, to be the, at the cutting edge of what he does and how he must arrange and win his battles and fights and deal with his brothers and sisters. Look at what happens when a new heart is installed. He said, then I will teach transgressions your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. And I'm going to end there today and pray. Um, children of God and, and Papa God, we thank you uh, once again for this wonderful, insightful teaching on King David's request for mercy. We now see where the creation of the new heart that you have installed upon in, in him um, enables the king to obtain great peace, mercy, grace, and forgiveness to assist him to complete his life and fulfill it his life, his purpose, getting more children, including his son Solomon, to move his journey of faith on with you. He said in Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It reaches, it rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to another. Nothing is deprived from of his swarms. The law of the Lord is perfect refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much, much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warmed. In keeping them 
there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgressions. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And amen and amen. Children of God, remember to forward this podcast onto your friends and families as you do. And I know that you're doing it. And as you do it, remember, you're doing your little part in propagating the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Check it out now, Pastor Sandra. God bless.